Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear listeners, perhaps you'll recall that this month's Voice of the Church is looking at the topic the glorious return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today we'd like to speak about the longing for His return. This longing for our Savior's return was expressed in no uncertain terms immediately following our Savior's return to heaven, especially after Pentecost, after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the apostles, inspired by this Spirit, began to speak at great length of the promise of our Savior's return. They presented his coming return to the believers, to all Christians, as the central theme of all our hope and expectation. Paul speaks about it in Romans 8 in connection with that eager expectation of all of creation for the liberation of its bondage to decay. Just as we, who believe and trust in God and in Christ Jesus, wait eagerly for our adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies— We read that in verse 23. In this letter to the Thessalonians, Paul speaks of this hope and expectation in connection with those who have died, those who have fallen asleep in him. Those who wonder what will become of them, he gives this inspired confession. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, so that we believe that God will bring with Jesus at his return from heaven, those who have fallen asleep in him. And he furthermore informs them that the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we, who are still alive and are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Lastly, we think of the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, in Revelations, where the Lord Jesus himself speaks this time from heaven, in a vision. And he speaks about his promised return. Behold, I am coming soon. Yes, I am coming soon. So what greater expectation is there, listeners, than to wait for our Savior to come from heaven? And still, the question is whether we do. Whether we do indeed long for him to come back, not to mention of longing for his return eagerly. Is it not true that we are so occupied with earthly things that we hardly take time out to think of those heavenly things, things of the future, things that express that Christian hope and expectation, our hope for an eternity to come, our life with the Lord Jesus, our life in the midst of all the saints in his presence, our life with him and them on the new earth? When you speak of that future life, either with old or young people, it is surprising how little thought is given to that Christian hope, to that life of the future. Not only with a view to that so-called intermediate state, the state of our soul, our spirit between our death and resurrection, but also with a view to that perfect and complete state, the future state of our soul and body, which will come about which will be realized at our Savior's return. How strong is then that longing with us to be what the Lord Jesus is, to see him return rather today 
than tomorrow. It's true. We're called here to live on earth and still have an important task to carry out here on earth, something that the apostles had to emphasize to the people at Thessalonica. Do not stop, he says, what your hand finds to do. Do not stop your work until your Savior is actually here. But still, how alive was their future expectation? And so I ask you, listeners, is it then only to be at special moments that we are to lift our hearts on high in heaven where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, the one who governs the whole earth as head of his Christian church? Should we not at all times eagerly await his second coming, truly long for his return here and now? Is not that waiting, that longing, what should characterize our Christian hope and expectation each and every day? In terms of, oh, I wish that I would be where he is, or I wish that he would return, now, today already. Well, we know from Romans 8 that there is such an eager expectation, such a constant longing expressed and manifested among true Christians. It is mentioned in one breath with the adversities Christians may have to suffer. First of all, for the sake of the Lord, for the sake of His name, for the sake of the gospel of Christ. And then, secondly, we may have to suffer because of the curse to which this whole creation has become subject ever since man's great fall into sin back in paradise. Soon after the creation of all things, soon after the creation of mankind, male and female, soon after the creation of our first parents, Adam and Eve. We read in Romans 8 that the whole of creation, the creation in all its parts, is waiting with eager expectation for the end, that is, for the Lord Jesus to return in order to liberate this present world from the curse of sin, to liberate it from its bondage to decay, to liberate it, to have it regain its former freedom by inaugurating, by bringing about a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, by revealing the total number of the elect of God, that multitude of believers of every age, all the sons and daughters of his one and age-old covenant, that holy alliance which the almighty and faithful God has maintained with a sinful mankind throughout history, thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Well, listeners, I don't have to prove to you how the whole of creation is groaning. We are all too familiar with the disasters, the calamities, the catastrophes, the earthquakes, floods, illnesses, and diseases to which this one-time perfect creation has become subject. Yes, has become subject, not because it asks for it, but because of man, the crown of all creation, the God-given steward of all of creation, because he broke the bond with God so that God, because of man, because of us, had to make the whole creation subject to the divine curse that man, with his deliberate disobedience to God, had called upon himself, and as a result, upon all of creation. Well then, as a result, the whole of creation is now waiting with eager expectation, with eager longing for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, because it is only at his return 
that an end will be brought to this present frustration, its futility, or its fruitlessness, as it's also called. And what we are expected to do, Paul makes clear in his letter, is to join in with all of creation, we, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we, who have come to believe in Jesus Christ as the only Savior. We, too, then will wait with eager expectation for the redemption of our bodies, for we know that it is only at our Lord's return that an end will come to all those illnesses and diseases, to all that pain and suffering, to that widespread death and destruction so familiar to us all. No wonder, then, that when we are lax in expressing that eager expectation, that strong longing for the Lord Jesus to return, that God in his fatherly love brings those horrible adversities also upon us, upon us, his adopted sons and daughters, so that we would bring more and more our thoughts and desires, our words and deeds, in harmony with all of creation. That creation, because of us, cries out in the pains of childbirth, cries out loud and clear for the liberation from its bondage to decay. It cries out for that glorious freedom we, children of God, will receive in perfect measure at the return of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, let the Lord use our pain, our sufferings, to make us aware of our call to wait with good hope and eager expectation, with eager longing, yes, the blessed hope, the glorious appearance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listeners, these passages of the Bible call for an urgent return to the gospel. It urges all of us to a life of obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, by grace, through faith. Yes, without him in our daily lives, we have no hope, no comfort. Without this, there will be no eternal life awaiting us after Jesus returns for the last time. It is our mandate to broadcast this truth to our listeners far and wide. Our Father in heaven will hear the prayers of those who truly seek him. Only then you will have peace in your lives, and only then will you have a future after this world and all its glory has passed away. An eternal future awaits all those who have placed their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. To him be all glory and honor, now and forever. Thank you for listening. Until next week, the Lord willing.